Hey everyone, welcome to the industry show. I'm your host, Nitin Bajaj, and joining me today is the Harshal Asnani. Harshal, welcome on the show. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Nitin, for having me. Pleasure is all ours. Let's start with who is Harshal? Ah, who is Harshal? I think, uh, well, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> uh, let's see, if you, if you ask my close friends, uh, they would say, I'm an eternal optimist who finds humor in daily life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am that self-proclaimed master of really bad jokes. <laughs> my, my puns are so bad, they're almost good. Uh, let's just say that I'm on a mission to spread uh, positivity one bad joke at a time uh, <laughs> uh, and, and they'll also say that um, I'm, I'm probably on a mission to break the record for the most terrible dance moves ever witnessed <laughs> uh, and, and, and by the way if you ever need a companion for um, a karaoke night consider me as your go-to guy but just don't say that I didn't warn you <laughs> um, but well, on a, on a more um, serious note, uh, I would say that I'm someone who's uh, curious, uh, a builder at heart, uh, a traveler. I love to hike. I'm generally an adventure seeker, if you will. Um, I wish I had more time to quench the so-called the wanderlust. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would call myself as a loyal friend. Uh, and above all, I think I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this uh, wonderful life and the blessing bestowed upon, upon me. Uh, I call myself as a work in progress. And, and I, I believe we all are work in progress in some way or the other. And I simply strive to be a better version of myself every day. Uh, but but uh, beyond this philosophical answer, uh, I would say that I'm a small town guy, grew up in India, uh, rooted in the middle-class ethos of India uh, that gave me my, my grounding, my identity, uh, and the core values that have shaped my life. Uh, and work-wise, um, I moved to the U.S. about two decades ago. Uh, I've been in the Valley for uh, most of the time that I've been in the country. Um, I've uh, worked mostly in the technology services industry, a large part of my career in Tech Mahindra, uh, between two stints that I played in the company. And uh, I've also worked in uh, companies like Wipro, HCL, Putney, uh, Prodamt also. So all in all, it's been a fun ride. And I can attest to every single thing you said. You have been a true eternal optimist. You are the source of energy wherever we are, at any event, at any gathering. And you are where the action is. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> I can attest to those things. Now, I will take you up and challenge you for the karaoke. So yep. stay tuned for that. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, and as I said, don't don't say that I didn't warn you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, warning taken, and I still want to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, give us a sense for what Tech Mahindra is, the size, the scale, but also the mission, the vision, and uh, you know the the transformation that has happened over the past several years. Yeah, sure. You know, so so TechMantra is about 150,000 people company um, in technology services business, uh, consulting and digital transformation broadly. We are part of the Mahindra Group, mm-hmm. which is a conglomerate of uh, federated companies uh, across multiple sectors, right? From auto to agri to aerospace, defense, energy, uh, and in, and in Tech Mahindra, our, our play. Uh, uh, in the whole technology-led digital transformation spectrum, really is around four vectors. 
Uh, one, uh, you know, cloud, IT, and systems. Uh, second is process slash automation. Third one is product engineering uh, and, and our core capabilities on everything from what we call as chip to the cloud. Yeah? And also uniquely around network services, given the heritage that we have as a telecom-focused organization when we started 45 years ago. Right? So today we have a presence in about 90 countries, about 1,200 plus customers, and we operate in numerous industry verticals, communications, high tech. Manufacturing, healthcare, FSI, so what have you. But I think, you know, numbers are what they are, but the underlying philosophy, uh, which we fondly call as RISE philosophy, is, is, uh, is talks about really only when we enable others to rise, will we rise. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the purpose that drives all of us. And the purpose is to, you know, drive that positive change in the communities that we serve. And then what makes us proud, what makes me proud is, is that the organization that we are building is kind of getting ready for the future. Uh, one that operates at an intersection of uh, purpose, planet, and profit. Yeah. Uh, unlike many other companies that think profit is a good. We believe that profit is in some sense a byproduct. It's very important, it's a byproduct. Mm -hmm. So we operate at this intersection, which we call as the 3P intersection, purpose, planet, and profit. Absolutely love that. And who better than you to be at the center of all of that, driving all of these uh, efforts, especially around on the on the Western part of the world. So amongst the many different domains and uh, industries, verticals, horizontals that uh, Tech Mahinda operates in, what would you say is the one big challenge you're facing as a business? So, you know, um, we are at a very exciting time in the industry. Uh, and when we all say that we live in this VUCA world, and yes. call it uncertain, complex, mm -hmm. and I think it's world. Um, there's never a dull moment. And particularly when you are steering a, a ship and navigating through the fog, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, firstly, you know, we have these socioeconomic macros which are at play right now. Uh, so on one end, there is this big uncertainty in the market. And on the other end, we have these disruptive technologies like generative AI mm -hmm. um, that are moving so fast that we as a consulting company are required to stay ahead of the curve all the time. Right? And, and then there is also always this question of talent. Um, that ensuring that you have the right teams, you have motivated teams, you have culturally aligned teams, and that we are all looking in the same direction. How do we reduce the churn? Uh, how do we manage ourselves through this great resignation era? How do we drive success for ourselves and our teams? Yeah. So, in, in summary, I would say that the biggest challenge today, as they say, is changing the uh, uh, engine oil while the car is running at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> or, or in the other language when we say you know building the plane as we are jumping off of another one <laughs> same thing yes <laughs> and and that's why it's so important to have someone like you in that leadership position because you've been there done this over and over again in different domains different industries and to be able to have that calm confidence to say we got this right you 
you're able to take that stance, that position for many of the other organizations that you work with that may or may not have had that exposure even to these changing macro and uh, technological waves and changes that continue to happen at a much faster pace over the years. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, uh, while we, we do put up a calm demeanor on, yeah. on the work, work front many a times, we know the uh, situation that we go through internally, right? Trying to navigate, as I said, through just yeah. this uncertain times and this fog. Uh, we always continuously hope that we are going in the right direction and we are going at the right speed and we hope we are not going to collide against an iceberg. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's also the also the fun part of life, right? So uh, it's what keeps us all going. Yeah. And sometimes experience does help. Yeah, I love the humility. I love you know the amount of experience there is at Tech Mahindra in you know especially with you. Uh, to still stay so humble in that approach is, you know, that value comes through and I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Harshul, tell us about the most exciting opportunity that you have in front of you. So, you know, uh, as I think of where the buck is headed and I don't have a crystal ball, uh, to predict the future, but as as I try to anticipate the puck, um, and whether, as I said, whether it's from chip to the cloud, whether mm -hmm. it is from, say, contact centers to content to mm -hmm. computer vision, um, today everything is very heavily impacted by generative AI. Mm -hmm. The new use cases are emerging every day. And in some sense, I would say that a new era is emerging. Uh, the era is emerging at a very rapid pace and sitting here in the valley, you know, uh, fortunately we do get a ringside view of how this whole thing is playing out. And we are today working alongside our customers to provide what we call as experimentation as a service, mm -hmm. uh, helping them move their non-critical workloads uh, on the path of AI, basically trying to see if we can handhold our customers and work alongside our partner ecosystem and we all tread carefully, but surely along this uh, largely untreaded path today. And there is a massive, massive opportunity coming at us, and it's coming at us very fast. So we are just getting ready and buckling up for some fun times ahead of us is all I would say. I love the experimentation as a service. It's just very creative, but also kind of takes off the pressure, right? And says, okay, you know, we should experiment. You have to experiment and innovate but it doesn't have to be at this huge expense of, let's just box it up and, and do it. Because a lot of people are worried today, Nathan. A lot of people yes. are worried of what will happen with generative AI. People are, uh, uh, are confused. CXOs that we need, CEOs that we need, they all know they have to do something. Uh, now it's no longer a CI or a CTO problem. It is a CEO problem. It's yes. a older issue. Um, uh, and and in, this, in this era of a bit of an uncertainty, all we can advise our customers is experiment small, experiment in non-critical workloads, and we are here to hold your hand and, and work alongside you. So I think, but that is the next big, exciting, mega opportunity. I love, love, love that. And, uh, you know, it takes the pressure off, but it keeps you in the move, in the mix, without being, as you said, confused or pressured yeah. into no action, because that's not going to work. Yeah, absolutely. 
So as we look forward at this exciting thing as, you know, as it's evolving in front of our eyes, I want to take a step back and uh, look in the rearview mirror and have you tell us about two moments in your personal or professional life, one that worked out beyond your expectation, became a success that you didn't anticipate, and another one that did not work out, was a failure, and became a lesson. Okay. Well, uh, so let me let me take the second one first. Um, okay. Lessons learned, right? So one thing that sitting in the valley teaches you is that failure is not bad, <laughs> uh, as long as it is fail fast and fail forward. Yes. As long as you learn from your failures, fail, failing is okay, as long as you let the same dust yourself and start running again. I've had my share or share of failures, quite a few of them. But if I have to really think of one big failure that you are asking and from where which I learned from, I would say a uh, little early on, say maybe about a decade ago, um, uh, taught me that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yes. I think as it was famously said by Peter mm -hmm. Drucker. Uh, so this was many moons ago, we acquired this company uh, and we spent tens of millions of dollars uh, after a very strategic intellectual evaluation of that company. And we approached this whole acquisition very intellectually. We went by the book and we said, okay, this is how we execute the integration and we failed. We failed because little did we realize that uh, we did not anticipate the cultural nuances, how to integrate the culture of the two companies. There were a lot of sensitivities that have to come first before we start thinking of business integration because business is made of people. But it was a communication failure. There was a people management failure. There was expectation management failure. It was, and it was a big mistake, right? Because tens of millions of dollars had gone into buying that company. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, well, needless to say, the acquisition didn't quite pan out that well, but we ended up stabilizing and still, still driving success. But it took us much, much, much longer. Great lesson learned. Um, and obviously, I have I've tried to imbibe that people first. Uh, policy as we as, as we move forward. Um, I think if you ask me success success story, I would say my my underlying theme is that success does not come in a big bag. While there are a lot of good success stories, material success stories, mm -hmm. where you can put a dollar value. I did this, I did that. But I think um, I think most successes are built brick by brick. There are a lot of small wins. Then suddenly, as you look back. Uh, you say, you know, climbing up a mountain, I'm a, I'm a hiker. And, yes. uh, I know the value of climb, taking every step mm -hmm. forward. Yes. Uh, and you need to need to take that every step. But you have to distill this down to just one thing I would say that uh, over my career, one big success I would say is, is the teams that I've been able to build. Mm -hmm. now, uh, some people are with me now, some have uh, moved on to do their own thing. Uh, that, that ecosystem of people, uh, that fabric, people in the fraternity of, 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 of people that you build and, and seeing people uh, that you worked with, some of them you have mentored, some of your peers that were now flying very high. Um, uh, is, is what makes me feel that, okay, maybe I've done something right. Yes. And, you know, that is the mark of and a metric of a really successful leader. It's, I forget what the, the saying is, but it's not, what you accomplished, but what your teams were able to accomplish and uh, under your leadership. So 
and you know one other thing i have to say it's okay to brag a little bit once in a while so I, i've never heard you do that so maybe i'll work on that i don't have anything to brag about to be honest <laughs> okay i vehemently disagree with that but we'll take it up at another time uh ashul i know you hike a lot so do i but other than that is there another thing you do for fun to de-stress to unplug yeah so um, well i know as cliched as it may sound um work is fun yes. <laughs> a lot of fun but no beyond work uh, uh, i try to uh, i try to enjoy activities that keep me whole brain what a sports um so hiking obviously if you call it a sport yeah so i i have this calling for nature particularly mountains and generally an outdoorsy guy uh, saying so i have this wanderlust and wish i could spend more time in the wilderness um badminton i try to play badminton i i used to run a lot i still try and run run sometimes i'm trying to relearn golf <laughs> um i'm an avid reader uh, i read about a variety of topics from management to leadership to to philosophy to anthropology uh, books are uh, therapeutic uh, yes. and um, lastly but not the least i, I like practicing uh, mindfulness i believe meditation is a very important part of my life and it helps me to keep myself centered and then there are a bunch of other things i said i call me for karaoke at your own risk <laughs> <laughs> all right i agree with uh, pretty much all of them except reading books i'm not much of a reader i can listen to them but uh, i love the outdoors i love I, i don't think i'm going golf or reading anytime soon but uh, other than that you know you can you can count me in on any of those we should, we should hike sometime i mean i go to the himalayas i try to go every year maybe we should go the next time together done deal all right now moving on to my favorite part of the show the one line life lessons would love to hear yours yeah so uh, i i you know you 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 told me about this and i was yeah. just thinking about uh, those uh, one line life lessons and um I, I thought of a few first one i would say is uh, and not in any necessarily any order uh, one is if we judge people nobody's ours but if we understand people everybody's ours and the reason i say this is you no know, everybody has their own circumstances their own unique backgrounds that shape their thinking and identity i think respecting that and celebrating celebrating that diversity of thought and action i mean it just is a throwback to empathy and compassion and what it takes to be so i i thought that's one life lesson that i try to live by uh do you want me to go with all five uh, uh second uh, i would say is every success story you ask me about success i'd say every success story is in some sense a, a story of constant adoption revision and change and i believe that you know uh, magic happens outside that comfort zone there is no straight path to success i think it's like the snakes and ladders game you know so you go up sometimes you come down there are trials and tribulations and those triumphs and regrets and, but uh, you need to have that grit to just keep moving uh third one is happiness is not governed by what's around you but what's happening inside you uh 
you know, the more you meditate, you realize um, that you fix yourself, the world will fix itself, yeah. Uh, be at peace with yourself, be calm, smile at the world, you know, smile at you. Uh, now, some of this sounds cliche, but you know, shit happens. And if you know how to deal with it, it is what really ends up mattering. Uh, fourth, and uh, I like this one, is the light at the end of peril uh, is an illusion. It is not an illusion. It's the tunnel that is an illusion. Um, you know, that hope or optimism that one feels about a situation uh, is real. But the situation itself may not be what it seems. Right, so sometimes the the tunnel itself is a make believe thing. And I, I particularly like that because as we lead our lives and we keep thinking about, uh, there's a light at the end of a tunnel, but this is are you really in a tunnel? Is <laughs> a perspective that one needs to think on. Um, and and lastly, I would say that you know, uh, it's very important that 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 line that stays with me is if you get tired, learn to rest, not quit. Yeah, and we'll all get tired. Um, but it's, it's staying that extra mile, you know, it's going that extra mile, staying that extra mile, and when you could keep your head high and keep moving when others around you are giving up. Um, it's, it's about that word called grit. That's one of my favorite words. Uh, it's the most underrated character trait in people. Right? That's what really differentiates people and, and drives success from people who are not that successful. Uh, and this can make a massive difference in your ability to broadly say succeed in life. So those are the five I thought of. There are, there are way more. If you hadn't asked me for 10, I would have given you 10. <laughs> so we're not done. We'll we'll keep doing this, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I'll keep extracting the wisdom and the knowledge from you every single chance I get. And when especially when we go on these long hikes soon, yeah. there's a lot to talk about. So absolutely absolutely yeah we'll keep those flowing. But you know personally I love the the one about the tunnel, it's all about the perception. It's all about how you see your surroundings, your environments, your opportunities or your threats. Yeah. And how do you go from that, you know, something that I have personally uh, been very close to. And hopefully I, I do continue to make that transition and keep uh, growing and changing is going from a scarcity mindset to a mindset of abundance, right? The What we grew around, there wasn't much there wasn't enough for everyone and even within that and despite those challenges how do you feel and how yeah. do you you know feel empowered to have that abundance mindset so i really resonate with that uh, perception of a tunnel and uh, grit you know yes that's the one quality that can truly determine your success despite all the different variables that can impact us so thank you for sharing those life lessons and you know for being awesome and humble and doing what you do being a light in the community i've seen you buzz around like cities states countries and still being ever so cheerful so harshal really appreciate you making the time well, thank you. Thank you so much, Nitin. I really appreciate what you do with the, with the industry show. And I know it took us long to talk on this show, but uh, thank you for what you do. And I know you've been, you've been talking to numerous 
of people and, and gleaning the wisdom from a lot of people and putting it all, all online for people to consume. And I think you're doing a wonderful job at it. Stay at it now. Thank you so much. Means a lot coming from you, Harshul. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Okay.